Second Kings chapter 17 is part of my reading this morning. And I found something in here really, really interesting towards the end in the final section uh, about verse verses 24 through 41. Um, so there's in a, a captivity or an exile of sorts going on, the king of Assyria, um, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, really like an invasion. Uh, the king of Assyria brought people from Babylon and other places, Kutha, Ava, Hamath, Sepharvaim, and placed them in the cities of Samaria instead of the people of Israel. So it's like they're taking over the city, uh, foreigners of Israel taking over the city. Um, of course, this Samaria is like capital of one of the parts of the divided kingdom of Israel. So this is before really Samaria became, well, this is in the process of Samaria becoming its own idolatrous pagan, pagan uh, you know, headquarters, really. And uh, this story very much has to do with that trajectory. But anyway, that's the situation. The king of Assyria is invading the city of Samaria and uh, basically replace making he's Babylonianizing the city of Samaria which is which is in Israel at that time so they take possession of Israel and they live uh, of Samaria that is and they uh, lived in it and so uh, the king of Assyria realizes the nation's that I've brought in here do not know the law of the God of the land. That's how he says it. In other words, he's saying, we don't know the religion of the people of Israel. That's kind of the religion we should have here because that's that's the, the proper thing to do. Each region has its own God. And so we need to learn how to how to interact with the God of this of this region. So it's clearly a a pagan's way of trying to figure out how to live in this world in different regions, not knowing that the God of Israel is the only God. And so he says, we need to learn the law of the God of this land, the God of Israel. And so he says, okay, go get one of the priests that we, that we kicked out of Samaria. Go get one of them, bring them back here and will have that priest teach everyone the law of the God of this land, meaning the the God of Israel. <laughs> and so sure enough, that's what happens. And it says, One of the priests whom they had carried away from Samaria came and lived in Bethel and taught them, the foreigners, how they should fear the Lord, how they should fear Yahweh. But every nation still made gods of its own and put them in the shrines of the high places that the Samaritans had made every nation and the cities in which they lived. Okay, so here's the problem that I found really, really interesting. So they're being indoctrinated with, literally by a priest of Israel. Uh, well, of course, at that time, the priests of Israel were very compromised by uh, idolatry in their own way. But anyway, one of the priests of Israel is indoctrinating these foreigners with the God of Israel, albeit in a compromised way. But verse 29 says, each of these nations still 
it's like they had that doctrine of the God of Israel, but they were still using the images and their worship practices, their religious practices uh, in, in now their new city, Samaria. So they had this new doctrine and this new teaching, but really they were still just, you know, treating the God of, of Samaria, the God of Israel, as like their own little thing. And so it says the men of Babylon made Sukkoth Binoth, that's a name of a, of a god. The men of Kuth made Nergal, the men of Hamath made Ashima, and the Avites made Nibhaz and Tarnak, and the Sephirvites burned their children in the fire to Adr- Adramelech and Anamelech, the gods of Sepharvaim. And this verse 32 is such a weird verse to me. It says, they also feared the Lord. They also feared Yahweh and appointed from among themselves all sorts of people as priests of the high places who sacrificed for them in the shrines of the high places. So they feared the Lord but also served their own gods. That's verse 33. They feared the Lord but also served their own gods after the manner of the nations from among whom they had been carried away. That's really, really interesting because it's saying they intellectually uh, understood and learned and and even here it says they feared Yahweh but they still were doing their idolatrous worship and even using the the places of worship that used to be for the God of, of Israel for their own false gods so it's this weird uh, double mindedness that I found really really interesting and uh, really surprising that it says they did fear the Lord, but also they did this idolatrous stuff. So much so that as as the story goes on, it says in verse, uh, it says in, in verse thirty four, they they do not fear Yahweh and they do not follow the statutes or the rules or the law or the commandment that Yahweh commanded the children of Jacob. So <laughs> it's saying, yeah, in in a way they fear the Lord, but really the way that they worship and they act. They actually, they actually don't fear the Lord. That's the real verdict. And then if you go further down, it says in verse 41, these nations feared the Lord and also served their carved images. I found that uh, self-contradiction uh, so astounding, but also makes perfect sense given the way that uh, we human beings are these are people that were were not unaware of the god of israel for lack of knowledge they were literally taught from from priests uh that that were part of the religion of of israel and even then they still think yeah we can we can still kind of just keep doing our own thing and worship god the way we feel like worshiping him in our own regional way uh, that that kind of double-mindedness is nonsense. And I found a really interesting segment in, this, in, in the book of Kings uh, to watch the progression of, of Israel becoming less and less of what it actually was meant to be, identified by its God, not by its idolat- idolatry and its sin. Israel was meant to be identified... It meant to be a a a 
a national identity or a national picture of God himself, God's representatives, a light to the nations. Um, but here they're, they're becoming, they're becoming uh, so efficient in, in, and uh, accommodating in their worship, they become less and less of what they actually are. That is to be worshipers of God. So, um, I think this says a lot about human nature and where the church uh, could end up, or people in the church could end up, where they could, it says, fear the Lord, but also serve their carved images. They could, they could really have, you know, like a generic, uh, popular identity with the right religion of Christianity, b- but also still just be worshiping God in a way that's really about serving themselves and not in the way that God ordered them to do so, which is not really fearing the Lord, which is which is not really being identified truly by Christianity. So uh, I think those are important words for us today. And uh, it's obviously not exactly the same of of a situ of the situation we are in right now, but I think there is insight there, and, and probably way more than even I'm able to express or put into words here as I'm saying this uh, unscripted. Uh, so I hope this passage in scripture, the verses that I mentioned, provokes some thought in you, and uh, that that this little podcast episode could be a blessing to you in in some way. So thank you for listening. See you next time.